The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Common ground uh, now, and I am joined by the Finnegale Senator Regina Doherty and the Socialist TD for Cork North Central, uh, Mick Barry. Uh, Mick, um, uh, do, do you want to come to the defence of uh, Fermoy before we talk about what we're meant to talk about here? Yeah, Fermoy is a fine town, and a big hello to all the stakelums down there at the moment, especially uh, Roshin with her recovery. Oh, there you are now. Nice uh, shout out. Uh, what we are here to talk about is not uh, towns in Ireland, be they Smithfield, Fermoy, or anything else, but um, the, the so called war on drugs, and I say so so-called uh, Mick because I, that's more of a, of a US turn of phrase um, uh, than our own uh, here but whether you call it a war on drugs or a crackdown on drugs or an attempt to kind of deal with uh, drug importation and drug use uh, the, the, the suggestion is that that has been lost that war is, is it the right suggestion? I think it has been lost and I think it was uh, an unwinnable uh, war um, so you mentioned the US and you mentioned Ireland so let's touch briefly on, on the two um, in the US, uh, I discovered today uh, as part of my prep for this um, that 25 million people down through the years have been locked up for cannabis possession. Just blew my mind, <laughs> blew my mind more than a drug could. <laughs> that piece of uh, information. Uh, and I also found out that uh, there was half a million people incarcerated in the US in the year 1980. And by the year 2008, uh, that was 2.3 million. And much of that was drug-related. I think in particular it was uh, a crackdown in the black communities and in the, the uh, Hispanic communities from uh, the, the US establishment uh, and the police. And of course, uh, drugs were more plentiful on the streets than ever uh, by the end of the war on drugs. Mm. So you, you have to look uh, not just at the supply, you have to look at the demand uh, as well. And uh, interestingly, there is a, a citizen assembly which is teasing out the issues uh, here they're due to have six meetings. They've had five, I believe. Their final one is taking place uh, this weekend. Paul Reed, who will remember from COVID times and as a HSE boss, is, yeah. is I think he's the chairman of it. Uh, and I was interested uh, to read that he said that the members of the citizen assembly were cheesed off uh, by the contributions of um, the the guards uh, who addressed the assembly. It seemed to me that they were taking a kind of old-fashioned war on drugs line mm. uh, and that while there seems to be a minority within the Citizen Assembly who are in favour of legalisation, it seems that the majority are leaning towards certainly the idea of decriminalisation of soft drugs. I'd have some points to make about that, but maybe I'll just say that for now by way of introduction. Uh, Re- Regina, I'm, I'm not sure if the, there was ever a war here in the sense there was um, kind of a very public war and, and uh, talked about in those terms in the United States. Uh, but there was certainly a stricter attitude to drugs than it looks like we're going to have into the future. Is that fair? So uh, I'm old enough um, to remember the 1980s and the 1990s and how effective a response somebody like Tony Gregory was um, and I think that was kind of classified as a war on drugs. We had an enormous heroin problem, um, very open, uh, and the obvious consequences of it, particularly in inner city Dublin at the time. The leafy suburbs didn't, you know, have a drug problem. Fermoy and Cork didn't have a drug problem, and I don't say that facetiously, but we, we, we associated drugs with open drug taking heroin users, very poor, vulnerable people that were caught in the grips of criminal. You know, that was what I classified as the war on drugs. And people took to the streets. I'm poor. I'm not sure if people before probably were around before then, but I'm sure they took to the streets. People, you know, railed against those criminal elements. 
And Roland, today, and I don't think you can call it a war on drugs, but maybe we need to find new language for, for it, Kieran, because today we have a drug problem in mainstream Ireland. There probably isn't a section of Ireland that hasn't a drugs problem. Lots of it conceal it because they're wealthy and they do it on a Saturday night off silver trays as opposed to, you know, what we used to see in the 80s and the 90s or what you sometimes see around Dublin, you know, with those vulnerable people still displaying, you know, the addictions that they have. But if we don't legislate properly, you know, for the taking of drugs off those huge cartels, for the grooming of young people who are in the main, the people that are moving drugs around our city. And I'm talking about kids as young as 10 and 12. If we don't regularly monitor and test people like you and me in our, you know, professional, you know, environments to see who it is that's providing, as the Citizens Assembly said a couple of weeks ago, um, a, a billion euro market for heroin and a 600 million euro market mm. for cocaine in this country. Like, I nearly fell off my chair the day I heard those numbers because I, I am probably a very naive person um, and think that only certain kind of people take drugs. And that clearly is not true. Um, so we have a mainstream problem. Yeah. And I think we need a new war. Um, because otherwise, yeah, the answer is, is that we have lost the war on drugs. And that would be an awful state. I have four lovely kids at home. They're only at the brink of their life starting. And if that's the society that they have to grow up in, you know, which is very different when I was in my 20s, then I, I'd fear for society without government's agencies, the Gardaí taking a, a positive reaction to it and not just a passive one. Okay. Um, make, uh, we might come back to some of those uh, uh, points there, but it certainly looks like if the government were to take up the Citizens' Assembly's approach, it would be a more passive uh, attitude. Is that fair? Well, um, I'm not sure if passive is the word uh, that I would use. Uh, I think um, if one approach hasn't succeeded, you try a different approach. Um, so I've been involved in, in, in trying to, in trying various approaches, uh, in the past. Uh, Regina mentioned there the Concerned Parents Against. Were you on those marches? Uh, I did attend Concerned Parents Marches in the 1980s in Dublin. Uh, and, you know, uh, people from the flats complexes uh, around the city, uh, mothers who were horrified, uh, at seeing, uh, their kids dying slowly in front of their eyes and people dealing with impunity. And similarly, protest in Farnry on the north side of Cork. Uh, in the 1990s and I think the communities had the right to take that stand but at that stage the thinking was there's a couple of dealers in our community get them out of the community and you solve the problem you've got such a pyramid and such a wide range of people who are are dealing and who are using uh, these days that 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 approach really isn't going to cut it anymore uh, in my opinion Uh, and I think you need to be Imaginative. I'll throw one 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 point out there. Um, it's an example that I knew of before, but I went back to it today and I was fascinated uh, uh, by it. So, uh, a guy called Dr. John Marks, he was a consultant psychiatrist uh, working in the National Health Service in the 80s and 90s in the Merseyside area, uh, obviously uh, an area with a lot of so- social deprivation. Uh, at the time, he was in a, a place called uh, Witness. And he uh, drew up a register of heroin addicts in the community that was worked out with the National Health Service and began prescribing heroin on the National Health Service. And uh, in other words, instead of um, instead of having uh, uncontrolled avail- availability of drugs in the hands of gangsters, here you had controlled availability in the hands of the National Health Service and GPs. How much did burglaries in the town go down in the first two to three years? 
93%. All right. Uh, a point that was echoed in the TV series uh, The Wire uh, when they did uh, a couple of episodes on what would happen if a similar approach was taken in the inner city in uh, the United States. So I, I think that's the kind of bold approach that needs to be taken at looking at new options in relation to this, given that the old options have failed. Uh, so, R- Regina, I think you'd accept the old options have failed in the sense that you, you, you even laid out the extent to which kind of drug use has proliferated right across society. Mm. So, so what then are the new options if you want to reduce that rate of drug use? You see, so when you look in the last couple of years, and I, I sound like I'm being critical of Angarda Shikhan, and I shouldn't because we should recognise the wins that they've had. And they have dismantled organised crime since 2015 in Ireland. There's been over a thousand people arrested. We've got hundreds of millions worth of drugs seized. You know, so that's all good. But you see a boat that was seized a couple of weeks ago, and you know full well there's another boat coming in a couple of weeks. So there's no shortage of it, there seems, you know. So I'm, I'm waiting for my cocaine dealer to get a new stash in you know he's going to get it next week or the week after. So, like, those big wins that we see are not hampering supply. And whilst I absolutely, I think I would be a person that would decriminalise drugs, there's no vulnerable person that's addicted to drugs should be made a criminal. And make us right, we have far too many people in our prisons arising from either drugs themselves, um, as in, if you're selling them, you should be in prison. But if you're you know, committing other crimes because you're vulnerable, because you need money for them, well, then we should have other routes to rehabilitation for those kind of people as opposed to making them criminals. I really think we should do that. But in my mind, if you make something legal, you're not going to get le- more or less of it. You're going to get more of it. So like you'd have people that mightn't, you know, smoke joints. They might go for five pints on a Friday night and nobody seems to think that that's a problem, but they wouldn't go and buy two joints at the back of Tesco, you know, whereas if you legalize it and be able to buy it in Centra, mm. you might have people doing that. And say, now, maybe people will argue with you that, that that's better for you than five pints. And I don't really know the science behind that. But I definitely know that by legalizing something, you're not going to get less of it. You're going to get more of it. You may get less of the consequences. That yeah. Do, do you think you get more of it? Do you think you get more of it if you just decriminalize it as opposed to legalize it? I think what that would do, it would recognize the addiction part of the drug as being a health issue and we would have a health-led response as opposed to what we have at the moment is our health service is trying to have a health-led response but yet the rest of the community look upon those people as drug users and I use the inverted commas if you know what I mean by that and that's not the right way for us to think. Nobody chooses I think to be addicted to drugs. People might start off thinking it's a little bit of fun or I don't know why you do it but anyway people they certainly don't do it because they want to end up you know, in an injection centre on the Keys, taking methadone for the rest of their lives. They don't see it as that downward spiral. There are Mm. difficulties in people's lives that we need to help them with in order to get them back into good places and make good decisions and good choices. And I'm not sure legalising any drug, even cannabis, and I know Meg will probably jance on my head for saying that, but I'm not sure even legalising cannabis is something that we should be seriously considering. Absolutely decriminalise all of our drugs and set up new methods to help people get off them. But... Like I'm, 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 I'm at a loss because I don't have the answers. The draconian yeah. things that we do obviously haven't worked. Me saying that we should be doing more of them maybe won't work. But I tell you what's not working is that we have a reduced guard of supply. We all know that, and I'm not going to rehash or, or blame that. But when you had a reporter a couple of weeks ago that can walk down you know, parts of Dublin City and openly see four, five and six drug deals taking place within 15 minutes and nobody blinking an eye, you know, no people just walking about them by their normal business. Or mm. I walk 
from here in Leinster House, maybe down to Arnott to buy something. And there isn't parts of Dublin that you can't walk through where you have to walk through WAPs of people openly smoking cannabis because it's just grand like. Yeah. It shouldn't, it shouldn't just be grand like. You know, even in Amsterdam, and I've only ever been there once, you don't do that. People have designated areas to go to. And even they're cracking down on those designated areas now yeah. to try and you know, bring more control. But well, listen, we've tried to get a designated injection centre up and running for several years now and uh, we are still waiting. Uh, so, you know, designated areas uh, run into difficulty as well when it comes to deciding what is a designated area. Uh, Mick, would you go further then than decriminalisation? Well, uh, yeah, I think I would in 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 some ways. Um, first of all, I would say that decriminalisation is a step forward. I mean, they've done it in Portugal now. Uh, the results seem to be uh, better than what you used to uh, have. And people who are addicts are, are treated as uh, medical patients by the health system uh, rather than uh, as criminals by the by the justice system. Uh, and that's the way that it that it uh, should be. I see that uh, Malta in 2021, uh, has legalised cannabis. Uh, I think seven grams or four plants is the limit uh, uh, that's allowed. And I think it would be uh, very interesting to get the feedback and the reports on how that uh, experiment has worked in uh, in uh, uh, Malta. But for sure, we need an alternative to there uh, at the moment. And we also need an alternative, I'll just finish yeah. briefly on this, to the social conditions uh, which cause the misery that make many people turn to drugs uh, in the first place, um, the question of uh, poor housing conditions, um, uh, poor health services, uh, poor education services. This is all part of uh, the conversation here because, yes, you do have your recreational drug yeah. users and, and and that's fine. But you, you, you also have people who are, you know, driven to drugs uh, by the social conditions that uh, we have in this country, uh, uh, unfortunately. And there, I say that respectfully to you, Mick. I think that's an absolute cop-out. Um, there are certain people who have addictive personalities and it doesn't make any difference whether they're the wealthiest people or the poorest people in the country. But to blame poor people for their poorness... No, no, no. no. Um, I'm not blaming blame, poor people, Regina. Yeah, well, so I'm, I'm blaming the poverty that your government and successive governments have helped to create. Drive. Mick, I grew up in Ballymun. My father worked in the ESB. We were working class people. All of our neighbours were working class people. It didn't drive us to taking drugs. It's unfair of you to paint... You know, whole communities uh, of working. Uh, I just ha- I have to live. come in on that. Yeah, I, do, I well, in, in well, I, I have to. Okay, you're yeah. insinuating that people's circumstances. No, are the no, no just to be very clear, you know, I mean, it. to be very clear, uh, uh, that's uh, spin, Regina. No one is is painting entire working class uh, uh, communities, but You've it doesn't take a rocket scientist people. to work out that if you have a community which is plagued by uh, high levels of poverty and, and shocking housing yeah. conditions, that there will be more people turned to uh, uh, drugs and the government have their share of responsibility. Well, the, That's a debate for another the, day. The, it is, I think it is a statement of fact to say there's a link between deprivation and uh, chronic drug use and we can discuss another day who is at fault for that deprivation. Uh, Regina Doherty, Fine Gael Senator, Big Barry Socialist TD for Cork North Central. Thank you both for joining Joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.